This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. But you say he's just a friend. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the curvaceous slopes of California. But not only that, let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and mole hill of Mississippi, from every mountainside. Let freedom ring, and when this happens, and when we allow freedom ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, we are free at last. Running. Come on, Tom Petty. You tell him, baby. MLK Day on Sid and Friends in the morning. Mayor Eric Adams on earlier. I thought mayor was uh, the mayor did a good job. <laughs> I just killed Al Sharpton. I'm like, he's a horrible person. He's a terrible guy. There's got to be somebody else in the black community. And, and I stand by that. I know Eric likes him, but I think he's garbage, Sharpton. Anyway, Steve Bannon was terrific today, so was... Curtis Sliwa, so was which Lowry. So you know how this uh, thing works, right? The president race really starts today. They're caucusing in Iowa as we speak, caucusing in Iowa. And then um, then we're going to go to um, to New Hampshire. And then we're going to go to Nancy Mesa's state in South Carolina. And that's when it's all going to be over. That's when uh, Donald Trump will be all by himself. DeSantis, my opinion, gone after Iowa. Haley makes it to her own state, South Carolina, gets her ass kicked in her own state by Trump. She's gone. And I don't know when Vivek leaves. You should have left about eight months ago. I don't care. Anyway, Nancy Mace is a very important member of the House and, most importantly, a dear friend of this show. Nancy Mace in South Carolina, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. You know what I found out this morning? I had no idea that uh, my friend Steve Bannon doesn't like Mike Johnson. You know, I, I, I knew that he didn't like Kevin McCarthy, and I had a feeling he wasn't angry with you and Gates and the rest of the crew, but he doesn't like Johnson either. I said, he said, you guys should uh, get rid of him too. I said, I said, Steve, you can't keep doing this. He goes, yes, we can. We got to get this right. We got to get the money for the border. That's the bottom line. I said, but who are you going to pick? Bottom line. I mean, bottom line, that is, but, you know, Mike Johnson inherited a nightmare. This is not Mike Johnson's. Making. I know, but but, Bad, but I know that, but but, but Bannon is saying by the former speaker. I know, I mean, but they're terrible deals. I know, but Bannon is saying you're right. McCarthy did this before, but Bannon is saying Johnson doesn't have the balls to fix it. Johnson is very very smart. I'm not going to agree with Johnson on everything, 
But it's not necessary. It's not. I don't agree that it's him as the the buck stops here only. But I was in some meetings last week with some House Freedom Caucus people, with you know defense hawks, with the speaker, et cetera. And our own, there are members of our own party and our own conference that will not allow HR two attached to the spending bill. They will kill it. And I almost, my advice to everyone is call their bluff. <laughs> I dare a Republican to vote against any spending measure that attaches HR two to it. You can't do it because that's not where the people are. The vast majority of people are with us on this, but there are forces within our party that are trying to kill any deal going forward with immigration attached to it. It's a huge problem. Who are they? I'm not going to name names. Yes, you are. I've in private meetings, but I'm not. But it's ridiculous that this is where we are. And, like, you see um, what's going on at the southern border. It's un-American. And I'm like, let's call their bluff. Let's attach HR2 to every single spending bill we have, every appropriations and measure everything, any CR, and dare our own party members to vote against it. Because that's what they're threatening behind the scenes, Sid. That's what they're threatening behind the scenes, to not be with us on immigration. And that will be our downfall if that's the case. Yeah, I mean, Bannon said to me this morning, uh, and when Bannon speaks, you know, he basically speaks for Trump. It's the same guy. He said, shut down the government. Let him shut it down. If you don't get the money we want, get the deal we need for the border, then shut it down. Now, look, I've had these conversations with other folks who are not as honest as you, Nancy, and they talk about a government shutdown being absolutely horrendous. It'll, it'll destroy the country. It'll, people won't get paid. They won't go to work, blah, blah, blah. Biden and Trump say, we don't care. You may have to hurt short term to fix it long term. Would you go as far as agreeing to that? Shut it down if you don't get it? I can't, I can't support anything that doesn't have border security based on, on what I'm seeing right now, whatever that means. And look, the president and the administration can prioritize spending. They can decide to pay our military. They can decide to pay our border patrol agents first. They can do all those things and then cut the fluff in order to pay those bills. But it's really up to the, the left is very good about it. When we're in a shutdown, they're very good about making it as painful as possible for Republicans so we lose elections. And so, they don't really care about the American people. They care about the PR that they will benefit from if there's a shutdown. So it's no, there are no easy decisions here. That's just the reality of the situation. And it's not like we haven't put over border security bills. We did a homeland security bill. We did defense spending bills in the fall. We did all these things. But the left just lies. They just lie and pretend like it doesn't exist. But it sits in Chuck Schumer's drawer in his desk where he decides has decided to ignore it because he wants to continue to spend our nation into oblivion, to make it uh, difficult for every hardworking American. He may be the worst politician of all time. But uh, uh, right now, the latest news is uh, we've done enough to avoid a government shutdown once again temporarily, yes? Until March, March 1st or 8th. Um, I, I've only seen the contours of an agreement. I don't know where. i got to see the details. Devil is always in the details. But if the top-line number is what the debt ceiling was last year, I will not be supporting it. We just cannot continue this. And Republicans and Democrats, this is not just a Democrat issue, but Republicans have been just at fault for the spending and inflation that we have today as Democrats because we have added to the debt. We have added to the deficit. That debt ceiling bill the former speaker did last year was crap. It's $50 trillion. Fifty. It's worse than that, but $50 trillion of debt onto the backs of our children and grandchildren in the next nine and a half years. I'm not going to support any of that. Oh, you are fired up. Nancy Mace down in Charleston this morning. I love it. Uh, where are we with money to uh, Israel and Ukraine? And, and again, I know I'm repeating myself with a million time, but 
I was never comfortable with giving Ukraine a lot of money, and I thought it should have stopped a long time ago. I don't trust Zelensky. I certainly don't trust that that country. They're about as corrupt as it gets. And quite frankly, to me, they're third on the list right now. I need Israel getting the money, and even more than Israel is the border right here in America. Where are we in money to those two countries? Well, they, again, it, you know, some people want to tie border security to supplemental aid for those countries, and then there's another faction of us that want to know how it's going to be paid for. And so some really tough decisions have to be made, and we don't, we'll don't. we see where we go in the next couple of weeks. Surely our allies need support, but again, like you said, our border comes first. We're going to have our own crisis in this country. We're already having it now, but the next terrorist attack, I don't. I fear what's going on at the southern border, and I praise Governor Abbott and the guard that he has down there now securing our border. I love seeing what he is doing to make these sanctuary cities feel the pain that he feels every single day because now every city and every town has become a border town. And even in South Carolina, Sid, we've had members of MS-13 gang arrested down here because wow. they're everywhere, Jeez. everywhere. Human trafficking, it's everywhere. Yeah. It's everywhere. It's disgusting what Biden has done to this country. That's true. Uh, Do you agree, though, that Israel should get money before Ukraine and more? Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. And Israel needs that support. Um, We need to make sure that they have everything that they need in order to fight back the terrorism that is Hamas and what might be coming behind it. See, clearly you're as dumb as I am because uh, for some reason you and I don't get it that Vladimir Putin's about to take over the world. I mean, he couldn't win a fight in his own backyard. He's been embarrassing during this whole Ukraine thing. If I hear your friend, your friend Nikki Haley, talk to me one more time about Ukraine winning the war. I mean, she was on Brian Kilmeade show on Fox News right before me on Saturday night. She's talking about Ukraine winning the war. What are you stupid? First of all, they're not going to win the war because of attrition. Russia's got too many people, too many weapons. They'll keep going until they win. But the truth is, Putin has embarrassed himself here on, on the on the world stage and showed no real threat, to me at least, to the rest of the world. What about you? Well, the alliance between China and Russia is scary. And then if they incorporate a trifecta with Iran and where does Saudi Arabia stand? I mean, there are other you know forces at play True. here, too, we should all be worried about. China, but the right. last thing I think any China, any of us want to see are our own troops on the ground in Ukraine for that reason. Um, But look, until we change presidents, this is what's going to continue to happen with Joe Biden as president. We got a guy that can't string two sentences together when he's overseas. He can't walk up a set of stairs. He thinks he's a senator, not a president. That happened a few days ago at a coffee shop. I mean, we are weakened, and this is on the world stage. This is only going to continue until we have a Republican president who will show strength. Not just so a Republican. Happens, we're going to continue to we're yeah. going to continue to face these these challenges around the world. Not just a Republican president. You mean Donald Trump? Yeah. I know you love yeah, Nikki. He, yeah. <laughs> he, he scares the hell out of everybody, and he's the guy nobody wants to mess with. So, so there's a guy in New York, and he writes for the the paper, the New York Post. His name is Michael Goodwin. So he was on with me relatively regularly, and uh, I pissed him off a couple of months ago. But in turn, he pissed me off. He was upset that I said that uh, Joe Biden. It basically um, is an accomplice to the war in Israel, you know, because of his dealings with Iran over not one but two administrations, dating back to his days as VP with Obama. And now, now, of course, I said he's basically complied with the enemy and he got furious. That's not right. He's pro-Israel. He's, you know, he, he clearly has been saying all that. I go, I don't care what he says. It's his actions. And now the same guy, the same guy wrote a story, Nancy, in yesterday's New York Post 
where he actually accused Joe Biden of playing for both teams, trying to appease Israel, yet funding Iran. So basically, what he said in the post yesterday was, Sid was right. He wouldn't say it, but that's what he said. But is that not what the president has done? He's played for both teams. Oh, 100%. And it wasn't that long ago, Sid, back in the fall, late summer, early fall, where he tried to give Iran $6 billion back. I mean, come on, right? And Iran, as we know, is, is funding all sorts of acts of terrorism all around the globe. We know that Saudi Arabia is trying to get in bed with Iran. I mean, all these forces are at play here. And we can't have a president who's going to talk out of both sides of his mouth. You know, uh, you know, Hamas is a terrorist organization. And anyone in our country who supports Hamas, I dare them to go over to Gaza. Go live with Hamas and see who they throw out. They're going to throw you right off the roof. They're going to stone your women. They don't like your LGBTQ. You know, they will kill you. And these are idiots in the streets protesting for a thing they don't even know. These are probably Antifa goons, you know, that just have nothing better to do right. uh, living off the government and just want to be anarchists to be anarchists because they just they're idiots. And, you know, go live over there. Go go there and see yeah, how they treat you. You exactly. won't survive a day in oh, Gaza. Exactly. So are you getting that? We get uh, that quite a bit here. I told the mayor today daily. He goes, well, it's not daily, but it certainly feels that way. Are you getting in lovely Charleston where you guys start drinking about 10 o'clock in the morning? Uh, are you guys getting these, these uh, pro-Palestinian rallies and all that nonsense? Oh, yeah. Biden was disrupted. Just last week in the church. I mean, there, there are. They, I think they ship them in. They have to ship them in. There's no way we want. We have one of the most longest uh, historical Jewish communities in the nation, right here in Charleston, one of the first synagogues ever built in our nation, right here. Um, I can't imagine we have many pro-Palestinian protesters unless they're shipped in. <laughs> right. We have no tolerance for this sort of thing down here. We don't put up with it. Um, they have to be shipped in from from Paula, New York, Sid. And yeah. if you ask Eric Adams. What was he thinking, kicking kids out of schools and putting illegal illegal immigrants in there? Like, I can't even believe what's going on in New York right now. Well, I did ask him that, by the way, Nance. Mm-hmm. And uh, what he said to me was the president had been set. There have been fires. There have been other tragedies and disasters in New York. And it's not the first time we have used our public schools. Anyway, that was an excuse. excuse so you buying it? This is a terrible. No, it's terrible. <laughs> excuse. Get a new mayor. We need a new mayor. Well, who's the mayor in Charleston? We have our first Republican mayor in over 100 years in Charleston that we just elected. Um, we're super excited about. Now, that works. You're right about that. So so let me uh, let me have you give the, the, the listeners here, the fans, if you will, an inside look. They uh, When they're done with the caucus in Iowa, by the way, Mason City, Iowa today, Nance, minus 39 degrees. So we're going to lose some of those uh, potential caucusers. But anyway, they go from here to, uh, to I mean, New Hampshire. I do think that Trump supporters are the most passionate supporters, though. Yes. I mean, I do think if, if anyone's going to turn out in negative 30, negative 40 degree weather, it's going to be his supporters. Yeah, it's I not even the weather. The weather is it, an object. No, I agree. They, they are rabid, and, and they'll be there if they can. But some of these uh, rural areas have not been plowed yet, so I'm not sure they can physically get there. But uh, we go mm-hmm. from there to New Hampshire. Then we go to your state. Uh, Nikki will still be around, I think, at that point because she'll fare well. I don't think she'll win, but she'll fare well in New Hampshire. And what can people expect when they hit South Carolina, state number three on the 2024 okay. presidential tour? Yeah, every state is important in the presidential primary, but I'm going to say historically, South Carolina, of course, I'm I'm biased here, is where it's at. If you win in the last 50 years, if you win South Carolina, 
you will win the nomination. With the exception of, of the race in 2012, you win our state, you go on to win the nomination. And so I believe in the early states, this is the most important state to win. And look, President Trump is running away with it down here. I mean, completely running away with the majority of voters in South Carolina. And I expect him to win big when he finally does get down here. Even Biden, you know, you remember the, um, you know, Bernie Sanders was uh, doing pretty well and uh, maybe Bloomberg had just jumped in. And then I think Biden shocked everybody that big Super Tuesday. And that was it. I mean, yep. they started falling like flies. Yep. No, South Carolina, even with Democrat primaries, it, it's a it's a big state as well. I mean, we just were the bellwether for the future nominating process. You win us, you win it all. Basically. All right. Well, maybe That's how important it is. we should take the show out there, actually. And then, what is that steakhouse you like there? Well, you got to go to Hall's Steakhouse, Hall's Chop House when you do come down here. <laughs> That's when I met your daughter. I, I took her out for a drink there, and she loved it. Yeah, Ava did love, love it. it too. Yeah, Ava's back in Europe, and uh, we're planning on taking this show to Israel, do four shows live from Jerusalem in a couple of weeks, oh, and Ava's going to meet us. Yeah, it's going to be cool. That would be amazing. Yeah, it's going to be great. Well, listen, it's always great to talk to you. You're great, and uh, you keep doing your thing. We need more strong people like you in this party. I mean this sincerely. I know you took a beating after the McCarthy stuff, um, but we need more people like you, strong people in this party, Nancy. So keep it up, and thank you for coming on. As always, you're great. Thank you, Sid. You know I like to call it like I see it, and I wouldn't do it any other way. Well, I'll keep doing that. That's the great Nancy Mace out of South Carolina, and uh, that's a lady with the uh, balls. Wait, wait a second. Well, it is 2024. And ladies, actually, some ladies do have balls these days. Isn't that right, Justin?